Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today, we're conducting an exclusive interview specifically for accredited investors that are seeking to identify a private gold junior mining company that is approaching IPO listing on the TSXV scheduled for the third or fourth quarter of 2017. Our featured company is Rover Metals. We would like to share that today's interview is time sensitive and that this interview will have some forward-looking statements. Joining us for a conversation on this unique value proposition is the CEO of Rover Metals, Judson Coulter. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me, Maurice. For our listeners, we wish to convey that within the next 30 days, we are delighted to share that we will have a position in Rover Metals for the virtues we will convey in today's message. Mr. Coulter, for first-time listeners, please share who is Rover Metals and why is there so much discussion and interest in your flagship project, the Uptown Gold Project? Thanks, Maurice. Absolutely. Yeah. Rover Metals is a uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada-based natural resource exploration company. We are focused on the exploration and development of precious metals within uh, Canada and specifically uh, with a focus on the Northern Territories in Canada. Um, our Uptown Gold project is uh, getting a lot of attention just uh, in part due to the new school of geology, which is finding large gold deposits in Archean load granitoid type structures, as well as just the fact that the Uptown Gold project is on the outer city limits of Yellowknife, which itself was a historic or is a historic mining town dating back to 1938 with the giant mine and uh, then subsequent to that, con, and now uh, there's a lot of resource players in and around that area. Now, Judson, what is the driving thesis for Rover Metals in regards to the Uptown Gold Project? You know, I think when we sought out uh, to find a, a property of merit in the precious metal space, uh, you know, we were really operating under the, the thesis that the best place to find a new world-class gold deposit is in the shadow of a, an existing head frame of a historic giant, you know, like in this case, the giant gold mine. And uh, you can literally stand on the giant, uh, the giant mine head frame location and throw a rock and hit our property. Now, your thesis, it makes sense. You know, the best place to find gold is next to a place that has already discovered gold. When and how was Rover Metals able to acquire the Uptown Gold Project in such a highly contested and sought out district? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, we last summer we went about uh, really trying to tie this property up. And, you know, and I think one of the reasons why it had been overlooked, uh, you know, because there was a historic open pit at Uptown in the mid 70s. And, you know, again, it's getting back to that new school of geology where, you know, right now we're just starting to see a resurgence of uh, that area as well. Um, and with Terra-X's operations on our northern border, but, you know, the, the granitoid-hosted Archean load gold deposits, you know, just two weeks ago, IM Gold, uh, you know, proved up a, a large granitoid-hosted deposit in Ontario. So for us, it was, we were just, you know, there was some luck. I think there was some timing with, you know, a late-stage Greenfields project like Uptown that uh, had also just been overlooked because, you know, there was some early stage work still needing to be done. So 
Um, for us, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's, it, that's just a shows, I think, uh, some credibility towards our technical team and our board that, um, you know, we were able to get what we feel was a very good deal by acquiring this property a year ago when uh, the market was uh, still relatively tough for projects at this stage. Now, let me ask you this. Are there any reversionary interests, meaning is this 100% owned by Rover Metals? Uh, our option agreement is such that uh, we have a, a carried working interest of 75% after doing roughly $1.6 million in expiration work on the property, and that's in Canadian dollars. And we've got a, a three-year period. Uh, we can accelerate that, of course, to do that investment. Uh, we can also uh, do it up to 100% ownership if we issue 4.5% uh, of our current uh, uh, outstanding equity um, and uh, so certainly we'll accelerate that process uh, if we uh, if we see what you know this summer's program gives us the, the results that we expect to see how about the NSR on this yeah there's a 2% NSR buyable down to one for uh, I think it's a million dollars is the is the buy down price all right now please provide us with some historical background on gold in and around uh, Yellowknife, which dates back, as you mentioned earlier, to 1938. Yeah, that's correct. So the the giant mine, uh, which really I think is the reason that Yellowknife, that city of 20,000 people, exists today, is you know that that historic uh, you know gold mine. A giant produced uh, eight million ounces of gold. It was a high grade uh, deposit. Uh, there was, I believe, two surface um, open pit operations as well as uh, uh, the more extensive underground operation in which to, that went to 450 meters. Um, I, you know, about 16 grams per ton was the average grade on that property. And then you've got the Con Mine, which is just south of the city of Yellowknife. Um, similar story there, 6 million ounces, even to uh, you know, um, further depth. I think it was 4,500 feet, um, and um, you know. And now uh, with our property, you know, there's been a resurgence on the interest in our property. If you know, in 1975, there was an open pit operation that was operated. It went down to about 10 meters of depth. It was high graded. Uh, I believe it was 149 grams per ton that was high graded out of that open pit. And then, you know, more recently, uh, when this property was held under option by a different junior, uh, that was in uh, 2012, 2013, there was uh, a small drilling program conducted. The average grades coming out of the rod zone area on the historic drilling uh, was 10 grams per ton, and the channel sampling out of rod zone was 13 grams per ton. Getting uh, open pit potential there and you know averages around three grams per ton at, at Fox South. Now more recently your optioner conducted its own exploration program in 2016 respectively. What were the results from the exploration and uh, that has really improved the confidence in the thesis? Yeah absolutely so that title went back to the optioner as you mentioned there and in, in 2016 and uh, they believed enough in the project that they invested about 250000 uh to further develop the project. Uh, there was some uh, structural geology work done that discovered three new surface veins. Uh, one of the surface samples on that was 145 grams per ton. 
Uh, again, that, you know, for us, that continues to indicate the economics of an open pit scenario. Uh, there was also some uh, geochem and uh, some magnetics done with flyovers, which really, you know, suggested that the results that we've had historically are not isolated to the southern limits of this property. The property itself is about 32 square kilometers. And what we saw from last summer's program is that there's actually two large mineralized trends which are going you know entirely across the property on a northeast trend which uh, and then on the northern border really runs right up into where Terra X has staked their claims. And just to confirm we're discussing diamond drilling is that correct? That's right diamond core drilling yeah. And talk to us about the shear zone and the strike length here. Yeah absolutely so we've got uh, that uh, that length at the Fox South area is about 400 meters on surface and we've identified another 100 meters at, uh, at Rod. So that's about, you know, right now, 500 meters of, of length. And the shear zone is, is 60, is that correct? Uh, I believe that's correct, yes. All right. So we're dealing here basically with the potential of an open pit early state brownfield exploration project next to a historic world-class deposit. You've got historical data, the location in and of itself makes the opportunity quite interesting. Uh, but to have open pit, that would be really icing on the cake here. Is the goal here to sell the project or develop it into a commercial scale mine? Well, I think yeah, we've, we've got sort of a tiered, two-tiered approach. The short-term goal uh, is to develop this into an open pit mining scenario in about three years' time. Um, Ideally, if we're able to get the right permits to do toll milling, there is a need for that local community to have a toll milling type facility uh, close to town. Uh, we've also, you know, as we, we do want to prove up the larger area of the property itself and not just focus in and around Fox and Rod. Um, and in doing so, we also want to go below about 30 to 30 meters of depth. Um, to take some shots to see if there's some blue sky you know if we find a lot of mineralization which is typical to the reverse faulting and the high grade of, of that geology then you know we certainly will um, try to move towards more of a proven resource type model um, in which case the property likely would be resold before we ever were able to finish the open pit. Talk to us about infrastructure because that has a lot to do with your, your capital expenditures here. What's the infrastructure like? Absolutely. So we're about five kilometers right from downtown Yellowknife. What that does, that gives us access to some top talent um, in the field. Uh, no need to build camps. The airport is about three kilometers from the property. There is a winter road that goes into the rod zone, which is where the historic open pit is. Um, there's already an all-season road that runs through the northeast part of the property, which you can almost walk in the Fox South from. Uh, we've also got uh, power lines that used to feed right into the giant head frame. Um, and that power line is actually right at location for Rod for that historic open pit, as well as really the focus for a lot of our exploration program this summer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the economics are just fantastic, uh, especially for a northern property, which, which can have quite high expiration costs. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, in terms of being able to get the maximum amount of return for our expiration dollar, this property is really perfect for that. Switching gears, 
I recently interviewed legendary investors Rick Rule and Doug Casey and their number one criteria for deploying capital, it wasn't the latent material in the ground, it's the people. And Rover Metals has done a remarkable job by having in place serially successful industry leaders on your board of directors, your management, and technical teams. Let's discuss the team that makes up the Uptown Gold Project come to fruition. Well, I'm glad you asked that, Maurice. Uh, I mean, clearly there is no I in Rover Metals, but there is a team. And that was, uh, I think, the longest uh, process in building the company to where it's at today. We, you know, we embarked on, you know, this about three, the company is about three years old, even though we've only had the Uptown Gold Project for the last year. Um, you know, the first, uh, the first couple years of, the, of, of, the, of building this company was really, you know, recruiting, building relationships and getting the right people involved. And, you know, that's reflected, you know, starting in our board of directors, we've got uh, and our advisory team, which is, uh, includes Tukey Angus, you know, Tukey, I believe, traces his pedigree back to the Murray, to Murray Pesham and, you know, the, the early exploration markets in Vancouver. Um, and, you know, certainly he's an angel investor in, in a lot of resource deals in Canada. Um, and uh, he's our fourth largest shareholder, our business development advisor, and uh, is very active with our company on a weekly basis. Uh, we've also got another rock star director in, in Keith Minty. Uh, Keith Minty currently C serves as a C-suite exec at uh, Oravista Gold, which is uh, proving up a world-class open pit. Uh, mine in in the Quebec area. Uh, we've all, he's also a director at Oran Resources, and I believe he, Keith was pretty instrumental in bringing the Homestake Resources to the team at uh, to the oh, sorry the Homestake property to the team at Oran. Um, so yeah, certainly. And then just go down the list. You've got Lou Cavella, who's another one of our directors. Lou's a, a geologist that is you know his entire career has been focused on the north. Uh, he's a founding partner at Aurora Geosciences, which is, you know, um, in at least in Whitehorse and Yellowknife, considered to be the foremost, uh, you know, uh, geotechnical uh, consultants in terms of geophysics and structural geology. So, you know, um, you know, lose, uh, you know, a big part of I think our longer-term growth strategy as we continue to, you know, build the company and add new new projects into the portfolio. How about the management? Uh, let's start with the CEO, Justin Coulter. What makes him qualified for the task at hand? No, that's great. Uh, let's start, I guess, just with success in the sector itself. Um, you know, my first win in the mining resource sector was the Dolly Varden Silver Project. Uh, that's up in the Golden Triangle area, very close to Pretium's Bruce Jack property. I was a founder, much like the similar scenario here with Rover. Um, we acquired that asset with Dolly in, uh, in 2010. Uh, it had about a half million ounces of silver at that time. Uh, we built the company up, recruited the original founding team, um, and now look at that project today where Heckle has taken it over. There's 12 million ounces of silver. Um, similar story with Rover, you know, this is the grassroots. Uh, you know, we're, we've got a Greenfields, you know, late stage Greenfields property in Uptown and hoping to take it uh, to a big home run. Um, I, you know, the other thing, I guess, with myself, um, I just, uh, part of my passion is getting out there and recruiting and meeting people, building relationships and trying to surround myself with 
people that are smarter than me, and I think that's a key to success. Um, my my background is is a little less traditional for a CEO of a resource company. I'm accounting finance background. Spent uh, six years of my career working in the United States, down in Washington State in private equity, um, and have been back in Canada since 2010 working in the resource sector. Talk to us about the complementary pieces here. Who are the other managing members and what specific skill sets do they bring to the table? Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, COO and co-founder of Rover Metals is a gentleman by the name of Ron Wu. Uh, Ron's a P engineer as well as an MBA and you know really brings a lot of technical experience to the team. Uh, Ron started his career at Hunter Dickinson here in Vancouver um, and more recently uh, he was uh, running uh, production projects, Walter Energy's coal uh, properties up in northern BC as well as uh, Ledcore. So he's done, Ron's done it on a large scale and I think you know what's exciting for you know, for both Ron and I, is the ability to take a project from the early stages and then right through to production with our open pit mining plan. Um, we've also got uh, for on the geology side, our VP Exploration is a gentleman by the name of Raúl Sinibria. Uh, since immigrating from Spain uh, to Canada several years ago, Raúl's been uh, you know responsible for defining a you know several deposits down in South America and Colombia and has had uh, some great success in the precious metals uh, space. Most recently, he was uh, VP of Exploration for uh, Red Eagle Exploration. Um, that was formerly CB Gold. And uh, he's with, with his two-year-old daughter. He was more than happy to be back in Vancouver. Um, he's also working, uh, in addition to being our VP of Exploration, he's working on, a, on another uh, gold project in the Golden Triangle here in BC as well. So, you know, I think we're very well suited in terms of, you know, looking at our team from the board all the way down to management, you know, um, people that have had serial success in this sector um, and know how to, you know, raise money, um, but also develop the resource. Uh, I just want to reemphasize that. Serially successful, germane to the task at hand. This is quite impressive. This is the number one feature, in my opinion, here that has really captivated my attention is the team here. Uh, let's discuss some numbers here. How much cash and cash equivalents do you have? Well, it's good that you've asked that because uh, the last 24 hours have actually been uh, you know, quite, quite generous to us. So we're now up to, uh, on the current financing, uh, 290,000 uh, is, our, is our current cash position. Um, our current our our commitment for the Uptown Gold project that we made with our title holder was a, a minimum of three hundred fifty thousand. Um, our lead investor has given us a guarantee that they will infill uh, the rest of the the three fifty. So we're about sixty thousand short of that at the moment. Um, but we we are putting about there is about two hundred sixty thousand in room left in this current financing. Um, but we're, you know, at this point, uh, well suited to take that down over the next few months. Now let's talk about some historical um, transactions here. Talk to us about how Rover Metals has applied capital. You know, are we talking about a lifestyle company here, or actually putting this into the ground here? Well, well, uh, certainly it's been uh, very lean. Uh, you know, since we acquired Uptown, uh, you know, in September of last year under adoption. Uh, 
the historic, we've, you know, I think the round prior to uh, the month of June, we'd raised about 200,000, you know, the allocation of, of those funds was, um, you know, getting the word out about the project. We really, you know, shopped, the, shopped Uptown Gold all over Vancouver. We took it to a few micro cap conferences in the U.S., uh, as well as most recently to Toronto. Uh, PDAC, I spent two months uh, following PDAC in Toronto, building relationships, getting the story out. That's reflected in, you know, in part by uh, Keith Minty joining our board in April. Um, and, you know, we've uh, also been working with uh, that are, you know, up, major exploration companies, I should say, that are, that are already up in the north, um, trying to seed them or, or get, you know, make sure that they're, they're part of the next financing we do. Um, and building relationships with the PI financials of the world, uh, you know, as, as we sort of try and identify a lead brokerage firm uh, for being public here in Q3, Q4. Talk to us about Sweat Equity. You know, I were talking about that offline. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so I guess our pre-money uh, capitalization, there's uh, 20, 21 million shares out in the company. Roughly 18 million of that is held by management, board, and advisors. And really what that's a reflection of is, you know, the, this company, as I mentioned earlier, is three years old. Uh, we, uh, we didn't start taking salaries as a management team until October of last year. So a lot of uh, the incentive for the first few years of the company, as we evaluated several other projects of merit, uh, was really just on an equity-only basis. So, you know, and you know what's nice I think about that is as we as we near being public, uh, the number of shares that are actually going to be free trading because um, we're voluntary escrowing a lot of our our founder stock. Uh, there's only going to be about 3 million shares uh, from the early rounds of our company uh, free trading on, on an IPO. You mentioned conferences. You're in Vancouver. The Sprott Natural Resource Symposium is uh, coming up here in July. Will you be in attendance? I sure will, and uh, we're really looking forward to that event. Um, some of our uh, current investors, major investors, will also be there. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, as I mentioned, uh, we've got about, uh, you know, roughly 260000 uh, on this current financing that we're still trying to raise. So we hope to have uh, some success at, at that event. All right. What is your burn rate? Our burn rate is uh, right now currently is about 15000 per month. I would expect that to stay, uh, you know, at fifteen until Q4 of this year when we intend to do a, a larger financing. All right. How much debt do you have? We have uh, zero debt. Quite impressive. Who is financing the project and what is their level of commitment? Absolutely. So, you know what, our lead investor for this summer's uh, you know, drill financing program is actually an industrial minerals producer that's based out of the United States. Um, I sit on the board of directors of that company as well and strategically um, the board of uh, you know, that company has made the decision that it's a natural hedge as an industrial minerals producer to be involved in a precious metal, specifically gold exploration company that's got near-term production potential uh, with the open pit scenario. So we've we've given uh, this investor uh, a right of first refusal on our next financing round. 
And I would expect that if we can, you know, this summer show the economics of the open pit and continue to show that with our with our drill results, that they will likely uh, take down the entire next financing, which is a great problem to have. Um, and uh, so this may very well be the uh, the last private placement that our company Rover uh, does this year as a result of uh, you know again our strategic investors interest. Uh, we've also got on our investor list uh, a company that is very capable of helping us to do marketing and get the word out and get interest in our stock once we are public in Q4. And that, uh, of course, is uh, Palisade Capital. They're uh, an investor that yesterday is really just, uh, we've been talking to them for a few months, but they uh, we came to final terms yesterday. And happy to have uh, and announce the uh, the strategic partnership with Palisade, and looking forward very much to working with that group. And now who are the major shareholders? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go back to roughly the pre-money capitalization of the company, which is 21 million shares. Uh, 18 million of that is held by management, uh, advisors, and the current board of directors. Uh, so that's a big a big block of our shares on this current round. Uh, you know, there's been a, some friends and family, which represents about two million. Um, and then, as I'd mentioned, we have an industrial minerals producer, which is our, our lead investor, uh, and as well as the uh, the Palisade Capital gentleman. Now, Judson, based on the data we have available, what type of value proposition do we have before us in comparing the current versus the market price? Well, that's a good question, and I think the rather than trying to promise that this is going to be a 10 times return, which of course I think it will be, um, I think the best way is to just look at some of the comparable public company data, as well as just you know some comparisons with you know Giant, and so you know Giant had you know two surface open pit operations, um, the circumference of the Uptown Gold property, which is adjacent to Giant is uh, 32 square kilometers and a larger sur- larger surface area um, so you know the you know that area is typical of having high-grade deposits to it you know a, you know very deep uh, like you know in Giants case 450 meters um, and I think if you know you look to our northern border which is Terra X's North Belt uh, properties uh, you'll see there is a, a comparable for a public company you know, I think TerraX has got roughly six times the land package, but their public, uh, their, you know, their market cap is, you know, I believe about 32 times the market cap that we're currently at with our, this, this this current financing. So, you know, I, I think it's, we don't necessarily need to prove up a large land package in order to get the market cap where TerraX is, but I think what we do need to show is that you know that depth of location in and around Yellowknife, uh, where Giant and Con are. You know, it doesn't. It's not just limited to the the greenstones. I mean, we've got this new school of geology, which has now proven multiple times that uh, Archean Load Gold is hosted in granitoids, and that so we're we're a granitoid deposit. And this is why this project has been historically overlooked. Um, again, I'll just uh, cite a comparable, which is. Uh, if you look at IM Gold in the last two weeks, they proved up uh, you know a massive Archean load uh, granitoid deposit in Ontario, and that they've sold a portion of that for 195 million. 
So I think therein lies, you know, our story and uh, hopefully what we return to the market as a public company here as we develop this project over the next two or three years. All right. Multi-layered question here. What is the next unanswered question for Rover Metals? When can we expect a response? How much will the response cost? And what determines success? Yeah, I think that's the answer is that is pretty short term here. We've got 350,000 that we've, you know, now I think we've raised, you know, roughly 80% of that as of today. And, uh, you know, that uh, within the next, you know, certainly by, you know, mid-September is when the assay results of this, this summer drilling program will be available. Uh, and we will know the economics of an open pit scenario. Uh, and we will also know an area play on the property and uh, we, you know, and, and certainly, you know, we're not going to do a lot of drilling below 30 meters, but we will do a few holes and, you know, we may get some very exciting blue sky on top of, you know, the, the open pits uh, economics. So um, it's short, it, you know, short term is, is the timing to knowing, um, you know, uh, the value proposition here. And I believe by, you know, when we're when our shares are being listed here in October, uh, sort of November timeframe on the Toronto Venture, we hope to be able to uh, tell the story of you know really this this summer's drill program. Last question for you: What did I forget to ask? You know, I think uh, you know really just the the vision for the company over the next two to three years. I think uh, really. We're going to develop this northern project, but I think it'll, you know, look, our shareholders should be excited to see that, um, you know, we will be adding in new projects of merit uh, as, as we continue to grow the business. We have an outsourced business model so that the project management for the exploration work in large part for the next two years at Uptown will be managed by uh, Aurora Geosciences. So that frees up a lot of the resources of the management team to evaluate uh, new projects and you've got serial guys like you know Keith Minty and Tukey Angus on your team um, as well as even you know just looking at Raul our VP exploration uh, we uh, you know we've got you know pretty high hopes on uh, new projects of merit that we'll be bringing into the company. Justin before we close talk to us about this press release that I just saw of the letter of intent yeah, no, that is essentially we've just we'll be uh, doing a reverse takeover of another private company, which is a reporting issuer. So they're a BC company. They have 150 shareholders. That will increase our shareholder count uh, to over 200, and it qualifies us for a direct IPO uh, on the Toronto venture. Uh, the dilution uh, is only 1.5 million shares to us. So uh, you know, it's we believe that that's a much better. Uh, value proposition than going into a, you know a funded shell that is asking for a 30% premium over working capital so uh, much less dilutive to our shareholders. Much uh, welcome news here. Judson, if investors want to get more information about Rover Metals, please share the contact information. Absolutely, yeah. The best way is to email info at rovermetals.com and you can just go to our website as well at rovermetals.com. 
And last but not least, please visit our website, www.provenimprobable.com, where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. The website, again, is www.provenimprobable.com. You may reach us at contact at provenandprobable.com. Judson Coulter of Rover Meadows, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable.